We just said outro, but this is actually the intro. Intro. Because we record out of... Out of... We Tarantino this podcast. We do, because we don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. Right. So we talk about shit, and then we come back and tell you what we're about to talk about. And then we tell you what we just talked about. (laughs) (laughs) So... Today... Today we start with Super Scary. Yeah, right off the bat, because... We finished watching a movie and then literally hit play on our little recording device here. We didn't say a word. Nothing. After the movie was over, I just hit uh, Mm -hmm. record and we went right into it. Yep. That was it. So we talk about the movie Popcorn um, that finally got its Blu-ray release. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we talk about like fucking, what else do we talk about? We we just got done talking about going to Horror Hound coming up. Yeah, Nintendo Switch coming out next week. Yep. Uh, we talked about we had a we had sort of a lengthy, all over the place, horror movie discussion mm-hmm. where we just kind of like oh you know we had we've had some recent pickups lately between each other and uh, Jerry Z. We talk about Jerry Z. And uh, you know try to determine whether or not Alien is a horror movie. Um, my wife stops by for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good show. There's a lot going on in this one. Oh, we did talk about sex for a little bit. Yeah, we did. You know, we ask sex. a question that we want some answers to. So, you know, listen and find out what that's about. Sex is always an intriguing topic. So, yeah, we should talk about that more. Yeah. I don't know how much people want to listen to two dudes just talking about sex. We but... keep it lively. Yeah. You know, it's fun. We're not here trying to like give you sensual tips for your bedroom life or anything. So. We're here to just to give you just the tips. Just the tips. Yeah. Not the sensual ones. Yeah. Um So yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. It's a great show. So fucking enjoy it and as usual, check us out all across the internet. Um our home base, our mother base there at superdivorceme.com. Um, and then you got facebook.com slash super divorce, Twitter at super divorce, Instagram at super divorce band, and, um, and then Snapchat super divorce. And then if you want to follow me on any of those platforms, just look me up at Nicholas Villars, wherever you go. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's, you can follow me at Bender, but, uh, follow me on Twitter, it's at Bender if you nasty, and uh, Snapchat is Bender's butt with an S. Bender's butt. Um, don't forget to email us. You know, we asked a couple questions to this podcast, and we'd like some answers. You can either comment on when we post this on Facebook. Comment on there. You can comment on our YouTube because it's available to listen to on YouTube, or you can email us answers to some of these questions and what you think. Uh, but you can email us at divorceclub at superdivorceme.com. While you're answering this question, these questions, don't forget to put to sweet me in the subject line and add your, uh, shipping address somewhere in the, in the message and you'll be entered to win a free, completely free mixed CD, uh, that we switch off weeks, uh, compiling yeah. for you guys to 10 song CD uh straight out of our music libraries totally free for you yep personalized uh and sent right to your doorstep yep 
So I Can't believe that this week is mine, correct? I am mm-hmm. going to be a little lazy, but I think it'll be fun. I'm going to hit shuffle on my iTunes that has like 13,000 songs on it and just boom, 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 first 10 songs. That'll be very interesting. And see what happens. All right. You could win that. So go for it, man. And um, uh, yeah, that's about it. for. Oh, you know what? I, I almost forgot. I, I feel like we always forget this. The podcast is also available to listen to on iTunes. So if you're a big iTunes mm. person... You can always look it up there and subscribe through iTunes. So yep. just another way to stay in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Stay in vogue. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, here's a show for you. Enjoy. Chefs. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Thanks for listening to the introduction. Uh, now it's the real show. Yeah, the real Super Divorce Supercast. Uh, not the fake one, and I'm uh, not the fake Nicholas, and uh, I'm not the fake Bender. And we just watched a movie where there were uh, fake versions of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we literally, literally just sat through um, together the last probably 20 minutes of a movie called popcorn and so i feel like since it's so fresh we should just jump right into super scary for this week yeah sounds good um this is a movie that bender told me about that he's been looking forward to for quite a while now i have uh, i i'm sure i've told the story on the podcast before but um this is a movie that was announced by you know, because we're so into our restoration companies, it was announced by Synapse Films um, a little over or just about three years ago. Uh, the reason I knew about it then is because uh, this very lovely lady, Christy Jett, who I met at Horror Hound uh, con- Horror Convention, uh, is a just, I mean, honestly, probably the number one fan of this film because she along with, you know, I'm sure some a couple other people, she was really instrumental in getting this uh, restoration and this Blu-ray to happen. Um, the, I'm, the movie originally came out in 1991. 1991. Yeah. So, it's... It came out in 1991. It's been... It's kind of a, it's kind of a lost gem, if you will. Um, so, the rights were finally acquired for a Blu-ray release. I believe Christy even did her own, like, money-raising campaign mm-hmm. uh, years ago to get this funded. Um, she helped with some of the bonus features acquired for this and, like, new behind-the-scenes shots. And I remember her posting about going to L.A. and seeing... They, like, opened a popcorn vault, and mm-hmm. she got to see, like, all of these things and props and behind the scenes stills and things like that um and you would just hear about it i would hear about it every couple months maybe just like yep it's still coming it's still coming and finally uh, about a week ago now i received the one of only three thousand copies the popcorn two disc special edition steel case from synapse films and uh, I watched it the day after I got it. You just watched it in the last hour and a half. Yep. What'd you think? I thought it was great. 
uh, definitely you had compared it to Night of the Comet. You said it had like a similar vibe to mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it's well for one thing you've got the movie theater connection yeah. in both of them, but yeah, it's more it's like one of those kind of um, it's like a horror movie that has that upbeat side to it, you know. Yeah, and uh, and I I read in the little pamphlet that came with the the steel book um, some behind the scenes stuff. They were talking about how in this movie you're dealing with um, you know. The setting is basically like a one-night horror movie marathon taking place in this renovated theater. Right. And they they shot some real movies to be shown, like, in the film itself. Yeah. You know, they're fictitious, these movies. You can't find, like, a real full-length version of them, but they made up their own, like, kind of classic horror movies to show during the segments inside the theater. And um, I guess for some of them they thought that the direction was like a little too dark. So they had other people come in and work on, on the, uh, the movies to, uh, you know, to lighten the mood a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one of the actresses was actually let go from the project because they thought that her mood was too dark. Yeah. So I guess there was like a real effort put into making sure that it was a horror movie, but also had that comedic kind of upbeat nature to it. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's cool it's like you know you you are watching and you kind of you get movies within the movie yeah um it's very cool that they are these three short films or well these three films that they show within the movie were like individually directed like it's you know you can see that kind of bleed out into like grindhouse uh Mm -hmm. the tarantino rodriguez double feature you know when they had the previews yeah in between uh, the two features that were each directed by a different person. Um, you know, you get movies like Four Rooms where it's, uh, you know, in a hotel on New Year's Eve and there's an occurrence in four rooms throughout the night. In each room, the occurrence is directed by a different person. So, you know, one of the cool things about Popcorn and I think why the the real fans kind of pine for it so much is that it didn't pioneer... But there's a lot of ideas in popcorn that you can see represented in a lot of like modern horror and other you know more modern movies. Um, the one of the comparisons it gets a lot is like with the Scream films and how it's kind of like this self-aware mm-hmm. movie. Like uh, each of the each of the movies within the movie, all of the deaths within popcorn coincide with like a theme that each of the movies are about. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of like this funny, very campy, but like it's all sort of like interwoven and, you know, there's a lot of little, almost Easter eggs that you can find. Speaking of Scream, it especially reminded me of Scream 2. Yeah. Which I don't know, if you, have you seen that? Uh, I feel like I have, but maybe on TV, so. Because kind of like the the beginning of Scream, the beginning of Scream 2 takes place in a movie theater mm-hmm. yes i have movie, seen that yeah, they're showing sure. the movie stab right which is supposed to be based off of gail weathers book which is written about the events in the first movie right right and it's really like when i think about it the crowd and the atmosphere inside that movie theater where they're showing stab is very similar to how they show the crowd in popcorn yeah. Where it's very wild and people are like throwing popcorn at the, it's like at the a, screen. It's like a Rocky Horror showing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
and then the the death at the beginning of Scream Two does line up with a death that's being shown while Stab's playing. Right. So I don't. It'd be interesting to find out if Wes Craven had seen Popcorn mm-hmm. and was inspired by it at all. Yeah, could be. Could be. Uh, but I mean, you know, this. There was what I really liked about this movie. Um, on a like a personal level is that it's uh there was a there was a great payoff because this movie was built up i saw i saw things about it for three years you know just like i said every couple months you'd get a little blurb like oh popcorn is on its way oh we've done this one bonus feature you Mm -hmm. know whatever and i think you know synapse really took their time and uh I've known, you know, I know how much Chrissy loves this movie and, and, you know, finally had it in my hands and I popped it in and it, I, it like it met all of the expectations that I had been feeling for three years, which is such a, you know, it's kind of a relief almost like I didn't want to hate this movie and I didn't, I love it. I mean, I, I, you you know I love Sleepaway Camp and I love the burning and I love uh, the Fun House and just kind of kind of shitty like eighties slashers and this one just it's right up there for me yeah. as top like top three easily. I'm surprised it's not more popular. Ex- I thought the same thing yeah. when I finished watching it. I was like, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Why didn't this happen sooner? Feels like kind of how I felt about, um, or how I feel about uh, Fall Break or The Mutilator. Yeah. You know, after seeing it and kind of thinking about it, it's like, yeah, this deserves to be up there. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, you know, it's... Especially because uh, the the villain has so much personality like it's almost like it almost made me think of um jim carrey in yeah the mask yeah just wacky over the top antics you know just so great i mean that's really honestly what drove it home for me and about and how much i love this movie you know i pointed out to you as the scene was happening i was like what you're about to watch is like why i love this mm-hmm. and you know i i really don't want to spoil it for you guys because because of the state of this movie, I'm encouraging everybody to go out and see it. Like, track it down. Like, we post or I posted a link to um, the Synapse. Synapse website where you can buy a copy of it. Still, you so. and you absolutely should. If you love '80s slashers, you know, early '90s horror, like, do yourself a favor and pick up popcorn because it's so great. But this uh, particular scene in the movie, honestly probably my favorite horror villain like just i loved i love freddy Mm -hmm. and i think this guy just he's awesome so like just so well acted and crazy and so much personality in such a short period of time like you you know you get his whole story is just kind of like thrown at you all at once and he's just like crazy and going everywhere all over the room and changing his voice and he goes from angry to happy to like sad to frustrated it's i just thought it was brilliant like Mm -hmm. i thought it was so great and then the movie like has jokes and Mm -hmm. he makes the killer makes jokes all the time and yeah 
God, I can't talk about how much I love it because it really, it surpassed my expectations for the film. I mean, definitely, I don't even know if he has like a horror name, you know, like Leatherface or, or whatever, but. I guess you can make one up. I mean, in Germany, the movie was called Skinner. Uh-huh. So we're just going to call him The Skinner. Uh, the Skinner is my all time, like my new favorite horror villain. There you go. That's pretty monumental. Yeah. It, with it all really the horror is. movies that you've seen, yeah. especially. He's just, he's so great. You know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, for a comparison, I also love The Collector. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say one fucking word in both movies that he's in. But, man. Collector pisses me off. Yeah, you hate the collector. <laughs> Have you seen the collection? The no, second. I okay, well that that movie is the same caliber, I think, as the collector. A little bit more entertaining to watch because it's a little bit more zany. Now that you've dabbled in wrestling a little bit, I felt like the collector was booked like Roman Reigns. Probably, I guess. I guess I could see that. Just, like especially. Every, if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, but the ending of at least the first one, I was just like, fuck you. I think that, that ending to the second one's a little better. Okay, well. A little. Well, actually, no, I take it. It's much better. Okay. But uh, Popcorn is it's just great. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and I'm so like happy to have brushed off this diamond in the rough and Mm -hmm. you know been able to discover it like it's it's a really really cool feeling i don't know that i've i don't it's probably been a while since i've like dug up a a movie that's kind of been buried this deep Mm -hmm. so to speak you know i think there's a lot of movies that you can kind of get access to here and there but popcorn was really one that was a struggle to find so it's just it's so good so good. Well, uh, I'm going to thank Bender for turning me on to this film, and uh, I did enjoy watching it. So, thinking about picking it up myself, I might have to do that because I, I really like the the box, the packaging mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it's very so, nice. This yeah. is my first Synapse purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, they I was, do. I was leafing through the catalog and saw they also have quite a few special edition porno films. They do synapses. You know, contrary to Scream Factory and Arrow and uh, Vinegar Syndrome has the same type of deal going on. Yeah, well, they, yeah, uh, Synapse remasters like 70s porn. (laughs) (laughs) Call it 42nd Street Peep Show. Mm -hmm. But uh, just. I I saw another one called Booby Hatch. (laughs) (laughs) Synapse is the Synapse is the company that did uh, Honey Buns. Okay. And the cover is just a butt with honey being poured <laughs> on it. <laughs> but uh, just speaking of that, I've never, I've never understood like the food thing, like food and sex, like food play. Yeah, yeah where people are like pouring chocolate on their body and just like I don't know. It just seems so messy. I was gonna say if you're into that, I don't wanna, I don't wanna put you down. Yeah, like to I each just, their own, but yeah, like but, it just seems so messy. And like. I don't know, especially like whipped cream and shit, because you know that's got dairy in it, and like after it dries, you're not gonna get it all up. So like, right? If you're going like, for a while, you're gonna start like getting like the dry milk smell. And... 
or like honey on on your ass. I don't know. It's just like it's so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If you're in the food play, let maybe, us know. <laughs> let us know, and maybe you can explain why. What yeah, it does for what's you. What's it do for you? You know, you like rubbing strawberries on your nipple, or I don't, it just doesn't. Like, what's the point? I don't. I just, just feel like, I don't know, it's like, you're, like gonna, if you're hungry, just eat four. <laughs> take a siesta yeah. and then have sex. Yeah. You, you know, that's a mix food and sex. I don't but we know we talked about it with, uh, with the ladies, though. But, like, what about, I feel like in that avenue, mm-hmm. edible panties are, like, they make more sense than, like, incorporating chocolate and honey and strawberries. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that, you could already have, like, you could have been wearing it, walking into the bedroom. Yeah. But. And then you have to, like, eat it to get it off, and then you go right into it. Which, like, kind of makes more sense than, like, whatever, like, having a bowl of strawberries and just being like, mmm. (laughs) (laughs) No. Mm, This titberry is so Mm, good. It tastes so much better after I've rubbed it on your tits. (laughs) Mm. Mm Mmm. and like, what's she gonna do though? Like, take a strawberry and just like stroke it up your, I guess your you, hang dang. I don't know. Like, dip your wiener in butterscotch and then, you know, <laughs> it just—it's unnecessary. It is. You know, it's very unnecessary. But if you like it, you can email us at divorceclub at superdivorceme.com and tell us why you like it and help us understand. Or you can leave us a comment on uh, wherever we post this cast. Yeah, and, you know? and just let us know what you think about uh, food, food turcourse. Food turcourse. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, condoms, like flavored condoms are another one. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I've never gotten a blowjob whilst wearing a condom. I don't know why you would. Like it doesn't. Unless it was someone that you've sprainered. My my cat Sprainerd keeps licking the comic books. Can, should we put him out or should we? Should if we... we put him out, he's gonna knock on the door. That's the thing. Just, <laughs> he's gonna stand up on his hind legs and just be like, <laughs> while he pulls on it, he'll like reach his hand under and just like jiggle it until you let him in. Well, he and probably it's just he probably hates me because I'm holding him. He probably hasn't been held in 18 years. <laughs> I hold him. He's, I, my, he's my business partner. <laughs> he sits in with, with me all day. Anyhow, um, yeah. So, flavored condoms, another unnecessary. Uh, I just you know where you know where you know where flavored condoms uh, come into the equation for me. Where's that? Is if a prostitute is carrying them, and you pay for a simple bj yeah and she and then gets to taste strawberry latex i guess that might be useful for prostitutes but i believe that is the only avenue yeah where they are could i will not utilize them ever (laughs) yeah you know but i understand their their usage the function. The function and the reason they were created. The function and the logic behind it. Yes. It adds up. Yes, it adds up. For that particular use. Right. But for everyday use. Why? Just why? No reason. Not at all. Well, that's uh, 
That's our sex tips. For <laughs> <laughs> those tips, I don't know. <laughs> Just the tips. <laughs> Just the tips. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. I, uh, I picked picked up this today oh is that the uh the soundtrack vinyl yeah where the wild things are vinyl soundtrack uh what a steal because i tried to find this on the internet some time ago and like the cheapest i could find it was like 75 dollars. holy balls where'd you find it omega nice downtown dayton nice right over by the neon yeah yep that's pretty cool i uh told you earlier but i was on break from work today and uh, was rifling around at Walmart and uh, noticed their Blu-ray bin, you know, which you had been a visitor to, I believe, last week. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I'll rifle through and see what I can find. And I pulled out Green Room, which is a 2016 film from A24 that I've heard nothing but good things about. And it was Blu-ray, and it was, like, brand new, and it was the only one in there that I could find, so I bought that right up, because why not? I mean, mm-hmm. it was $8. And then I also grabbed a Steelbook of Evil Dead on Blu-ray, because I can, you know, I already have, like, four copies of that movie, but, like, why not? Was that in the bargain bin as well? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, also Ex Machina, which is a film I very much enjoy. And that's one that I had got well rifling myself mm-hmm. gotta enjoy rifling yeah from time to time there were a number of other films that i would have picked up had i not found what i found um i noticed definitely they had the dark crystal the never-ending mm-hmm. story i got um, the never-ending story too yeah I, I i would have i just like i said yeah but uh there were some other 80s oh gremlins and Goonies, even though I'm not a not a big Goonies guy. Wish I had found Monster Squad. That mm-hmm. would have been one I probably would have picked up, especially with Horrorhound coming up. I I picked up uh, Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you know why I didn't get Gremlins? It's because I have seen at FYE a triple Blu-ray of Gremlins, Gremlins 2, and Goonies for only $10. Mm. So I was like, ah, two more dollars for two films. Yeah. I'm going to have to go that route next time, you know. Yeah. However, I would like to keep an eye out for Dark Crystal Neverending Story, you know. I feel like those are those are all movies that deserve, like, the big treatment mm-hmm. as well. You know what d- just got a big <clears throat> treatment was Labyrinth, and I'm not a big labyrinth fan i love david bowie mm-hmm. but i watched labyrinth and i believe i think i was a little too old to watch it because those are like labyrinth and dark crystal i both like um i like the look of them more than i like the actual movies mm-hmm. but i would have them you know right just to put right. on or something and see it on the TV while I'm doing other shit, you know. It's, it's those are especially movies that I'm like I would like to acquire these for future children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else did I see? Oh, you know, I saw the Babadook, and it got me thinking about my sort of stipulation with buying movies almost. And now I've kind of, in in a sense, I've thrown this stipulation to the wayside because I've been picking up films from uh our restoration companies that i've never seen Mm -hmm. or never heard of 
you know, so like Popcorn, Driller Killer. Uh, I got Manhunter from Screen Factory, which I actually watched and very much enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Also realized that Red Dragon is a remake of Manhunter. It's a remake? I don't think they've ever stipulated that, but it's the fucking same movie. I was going to say, I, I thought Manhunter was one of the Hannibal movies. It is. The Manhunter is the first Hannibal movie mm-hmm. where... Uh, Oh, crap. I can't remember his name. The guy that played um, Mr. Creedy in Trick or Treat, the next door neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy, I don't know, I can't remember his name. That guy plays Hannibal Lecter. Okay. So, it's... uh, Is it before or after Silence of the Lambs? Before, I think. It's like the earliest, I think Red Dragon, well see, because Manhunter is based on the book Red Dragon, mm-hmm. and then the movie Red Dragon is based on the book Red Dragon. Okay. I think, I'm pretty sure, I've only seen Red Dragon one time, again it was on TV, but I remember it well, mm-hmm. and Manhunter was the same movie. Have you ever watched the Hannibal show? Yes, I saw the first two seasons. I was wondering if that takes place alongside the movies or if it's like completely different timeline. I think it kind of does because Will Graham is the uh, main character in Manhunter Mm -hmm. and also in the TV show. Oh. And they even kind of look similar. So I think there is some sort of, you know, goings on Mm -hmm. in that that aspect. Um, Will Graham knows hannibal prior to the movie manhunter Mm -hmm. so i almost wonder if the show hannibal is a prequel to all of the movies Mm. so very uh very interesting but the show is great manhunter i did like as a movie um but anyways what i was saying about my stipulation is that uh you know when i look at collectors and things on instagram or YouTube, and I see what their collection is composed of, a lot of times I look at them and I'm just like, why would you buy that movie? Mm-hmm. The movie sucks. Yeah. That movie was not good. And you wouldn't watch it again. There's Yeah. So, like, there are some people, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, there are some people who just, like, buy every movie, you know, or as many as they can get... And there are some people, more like me, who only purchase movies that they truly enjoy. You know, now I own a number of movies that I've maybe only watched once or so, but I just, like, I watched a YouTube video of a guy one time who was like, $2 Blu-rays are back at Big Lots, so we're going to go see what, we're going to go check it out. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Nothing about anything in that bin could be good. And he picked up like two of the most terrible looking movies I've ever seen. And I was just like, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't really compute with me. I guess some people just like seeing a large collection, even if it's all bullshit, you know? Which and I, I, don't, I, but I don't, I don't subscribe to that philosophy myself. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I understand the feeling because i like seeing a large collection too but i would like to be able to watch everything in my collection it'd be nice to have 
if you're trying to show it off or whatever, people walk up and they don't just see like a bunch of Hallmark movies. Yeah. You know, like, what about this movie? Oh, I don't know. I've never like, yeah, I want to be able to have a collection where people walk up and everything they pull out, I can be like, Oh, that movie's good because blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I don't, but I also, you know, on the flip side, I don't know if just buying whatever and watching it makes you more of a, astute moviegoer i mean if you there's a certain quality level that yeah. if you're below you're yeah. not an astute moviegoer but even still like you know a lot of like modern action films and stuff like i watched john wick but i didn't rush out and buy it yeah i think i would mm-hmm. but i wouldn't pay like 20 dollars for it you know as much as i very much enjoyed it it's just kind of like i just am so into horror movies it's like if i'm gonna spend twenty dollars you know i could just get like a i don't know something horror or multiple horror movies that i know i'm gonna like Mm -hmm. that makes sense i did but again i bought ex machina today because which is you know obviously a sci-fi film Mm -hmm. but i think it has a tinge of horror right there at the end Mm mm-hmm that I haven't seen it, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, d- I had to debate on which shelf to put it on with the horror or with every other genre that yeah. I own. Because I've got two bookcases, and that's how they're separated. Horror, mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. I ended up putting it with everything else. Because I also have Prometheus and Alien with everything else. I think we talked about where Alien falls before. If it's I think so. a horror movie or if it's a sci-fi film. Sounds like you landed on sci-fi. I think I landed more on sci-fi, but which is odd. Maybe we can have a discussion, which is odd because I have Event Horizon in the horror section. Which I've never seen. God damn it. Yeah. Let me watch Event Horizon. Before I forget, though, you should pick next week's Super Scary. Okay. Just because I... I know that's kind of that's a main contribution of mine, but I'd yeah. like to I'd like to get something from you. I think it'd be cool. I'll think of something. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, well, I guess we can't really have any scene of it. Mm-hmm. And then I have Sunshine with the sci-fi movies. I mean, that makes sense to me. You think so? Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I feel like. There's a difference between having horror elements and being a horror movie. Mm -hmm. And I think Sunshine, if you just ask me off the top of my head, I'd say it's a sci-fi film. Yeah, I think I would too. What do you say? What do you think about Alien? Um, I think that like, I don't know. I I want to jump to sci-fi just because that's where I automatically want to go with anything that takes place In in, in space. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Jason so, X. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's, yeah, I mean, like, even that movie, you could make a case that it's like a sci-fi action film mm-hmm. because it's not really that scary. No. You know? there, it's not really that horrific. There's a lot of, like, you've got fucking, like, Mecha Jason at the end and nanobots. And, yeah. It's just, and it's in outer space. It just feels sci-fi-ish to me. Yeah. I can understand why you'd put it in your horror shelf, though. Because the nine other Jason movies. Yeah. The, the ten other Jason movies, including the 2013 version. Yeah. Are all pretty slashery. <laughs> but if there was, if there were no other Jason movies, 
and this movie just came out and it was called Jason X. It's like, who the fuck is Jason? What's, what's the X about? Yeah. You would just, you would assume it meant like Jason extreme. Yeah. Cause he was like in space. If Jason X was the only Jason and it still had the same cover art it has, nobody would ever watch it <laughs> ever. It would be one of those movies that like cellar dweller nerds yeah. are the only ones who have ever seen it. And they swear by it, mm-hmm. but because they swear by it, the rest of society, like, bans it. Imagine if it had gone the other way, and the movie was exactly the same, but then, like, you have that one scene in VR where he's, like, at Crystal Lake. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, all the, the, the fucking dwellers, as you were saying, like, on fucking forums and shit, where like, God, I just wish they'd make a fucking prequel where you could see Jason, like, at Crystal Lake yeah. the whole movie, and, yeah. like... How it really happened to begin with. Oh my god. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, just the whole movie. Because he's the... Even in in Jason X, he's the Crystal Lake killer. Yeah. So just like, no other Jason movies existed, but this is just the backstory they kind of have for him. Yeah. (laughs) I would, man... I'd probably still love Jason X. Maybe. That'd be an interesting way to go. You could just totally rip off the idea and have another killer... Where you call it, I don't know, fucking, what's another name? I was just, I was thinking R2 Kill 2. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jerry Z. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jerry Z. (laughs) This was Jerry. He was the most notorious killer of his time. Been... <laughs> He's been frozen for 40 years. <laughs> You'd have to make it more absurd so you could, like, get around lawsuits, probably. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jerry Z was frozen cryogenically for one million years. Yeah. And, like, maybe it's a team of aliens that finds him. Yeah. And he was, like, maybe he was, like, he killed the entire human race. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Z <laughs> killed the whole human race. God damn you, Jerry Z. <laughs> he killed the entire human race and then accidentally cryogenically froze himself. Like, uh, like a Futurama situation where he sits down with a pizza after he's killed everybody <laughs> Leans back in his chair and just, like, falls into a cryogenic pod. And then, like, yeah, Yeah. a million years later, a race of aliens comes to investigate, and they find him, and there you go. And he's an unstoppable killing machine for a race of super intelligent aliens. Well, they they stop him first, because they're, like, super advanced. Uh Uh-huh. You know, they're, like, badass aliens. But then somehow... Somehow, one of them fucks up, and, like, his DNA gets crossed with theirs. And then he, he thinks, kills the entire... <laughs> 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 like Jerry Z. <laughs> Just, it becomes, like... He becomes like the Beerus of horror movies where he yeah. just goes like planet to planet infusing his DNA with one <laughs> member of an alien species and then making them extinct. Yeah. He kills them all. 
like his prime directive. The third one can just be called Jerry Easy Kill. <laughs> Jerry Z. Look for it in theaters in 2019. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like Tusk. Yeah. Start on this podcast and mm-hmm. just made the movie. Jerry Z. <laughs> and then you never make the prequel where Jerry Z kills the <laughs> yeah. human race. Yeah, that's it. That's it. that's it right there I'd I'd like for him to like it'd be neat if he if he went about his killings in like a very passive aggressive way yeah like he wasn't a brutal slasher no like he just wanted to kill everyone so he doesn't really care how it happens right you can't like you can't articulate killing like six billion people yeah so he's just like walking down the street just like flailing his arms (laughs) you know yeah that's yeah or he just i don't even know it's just passively just picking people up and crushing their head and just dropping them what if he just lifted everyone up (laughs) and then just dropped them from like a thousand feet yeah that's like what he did he had the power, he he had this mind power where just, he finally built it up and then he went outside and just did this and like the entire population of the earth just rose up and then he dropped them. That's, yeah. And that's what happened. That would be cool. That would be like the secret origin that you never reveal. Mm-hmm. Unless you listen to this show. This show. You know. But you, but like only like 20 <laughs> people will know the secret origin of Jerry Z. <laughs> <laughs> because when this movie comes out in 2019. Yeah then then you'll you'll know but yeah. no one else will and we'll never tell them that's a good idea yeah it's good i like how i like how we're just like hey what do you think alien is a horror movie or a sci-fi movie and <laughs> jerry z killed the entire human race <laughs> without getting his hands dirty that's what the first movie's called too even though it's about him like killing all of the aliens yeah it's called jerry z killed the whole human race yep including deadpool i really the more i think about it i really want him to be just like this little bitch <laughs> of a guy yeah like he's not monstrous he's right just, he's jerry he's just he's, jerry he's like jerry that works your office and, yeah and that's and somehow maybe that would be the thing to investigate is how did he how did he get this power? Uh-huh. You know, maybe he has to—he <laughs> has to be of the same race to be able to like pick people up. Yeah, like his DNA has to infuse with with uh, you know someone of the species because yeah. his telepathic ability is linked to DNA. Yeah, and so if he, if he has... doesn't have your DNA coded. He can't lift you up. Yeah. And that's his whole game. Yeah. That's all he's got. So, like, the first, like, the first hour and 20 minutes of every movie is him, like, trying (laughs) to merge with somebody and, like, failing very comically. Yeah. And then finally, like, somebody trips up and merges with Jerry Z and then he just, like, raises his arms (laughs) and drops them and the movie's over. Credits. (laughs) Credits. Yeah, you don't even show like all the gore and everything. You just yeah. show him go. Whoosh. Yes. 
<laughs> and then, then that's it, it. It always has to end with him getting cryogenically frozen in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> or like put in whatever stasis the race of alien that he's just killed like has developed. Yeah. He mm-hmm. just accidentally manages to to be put in stasis for like another million years. Yeah. Yeah. So so the course of like his his like eight year lifespan in the movies because we're gonna make eight of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like traveled eight million years <laughs> into the future, <laughs> and he's still just trying to lift everyone up at the same time, <laughs> drop them. <laughs> Nobody would watch past <laughs> Jerry Z3. Uh, I don't think they would either. But unless, we'd still make it. Unless the rest of the movie was just like really a really great comedy. Yeah. It'd have to be. It'd have to be him failing repeatedly uh-huh. trying to merge. You would just have to bring in different like slapstick writers for every movie. Yeah. And then they just write slapstick bits, you know, over and over and over. And then finally... Mm-hmm. By some, you know, some major accident, Jerry Z merges with their DNA, and he could look very different in uh-huh. each movie too, because he's getting new alien DNA each time. Mm-hmm. So he transforms, and then he has his big arm raising scene. Right, and that's it. <laughs> that's it's real dramatic. Payoff, that would be the payoff to each one. People would be wanting to see what he looks like. When's he going to transform? Because and he's always like in the he's always in the shadows, yeah. you know. And then he transforms, and then you know even still he kind of like skulks away, mm-hmm. you know, preparing, yeah, preparing for his his uh, extinction, yeah. And then at the end you reveal the new Jerry Z, <laughs> and then he kills everybody. Yep. That's it right there. I'm gonna draft a script. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, have you, um, you picked up or listened to any good music? Lots of Taylor Swift. (laughs) I, um, it's about time for her to put something new out, I feel like. I think she needs to break up with a couple more people. (laughs) Well, 1989 came out in 2014. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's probably about time. Same with, uh, I think it's about time for Katy Perry, too. She has a new single. Yeah. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't either. I just saw that she had put one out recently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it's about time for that. Uh, I, you know, I haven't, I've been, I have been listening to the radio mm-hmm. trying to come up with some stuff and I haven't, ain't heard nothing. Mm. Nothing new. Like, I don't, and definitely nothing, if I have heard something new, I have not connected with it. I believe there's a new Chainsmoker song and I'm like, all right, you guys need to stop. Mm. Um, I picked up the new Ryan Adams today. I don't know who that is. He's a singer songwriter, pretty cool guy. Yeah. Uh, you should check it out. Okay. It's really good. What I've listened to so far, I haven't sat down and given a full album, like a full listen through, but a lot of people are praising it very highly right now. So, mm. uh, yeah, I'm man. I'm still I'm still really bad about trying to dis- discover things. 
I listened to you posted uh, the 1975. Oh yeah. I listened to that song, mm-hmm. um, and I liked that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Their newest album is really cool. Uh-huh. I like the the feel of it. I didn't really get into their first album, like when everyone was raving about them, but the newest one I really like a lot. So I'll probably like pursue that a little bit because that was cool. Uh, you know, I like very recently, or well, the last year or so maybe, I have given myself over to pop music, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, um, in a way. And so I've been like searching that genre or like waiting for the next big Ariana Grande song or the next big you know chick single or yeah. whatever you know and so it hasn't come out in 2017 yet there hasn't the new uh dj khaled song no with uh beyonce and jay-z no it's fire 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 i don't know I what I, I mean i listen to i don't know what station i need to listen to because i i normally put on q102 they're mm. they're pretty bad about just playing the same like four songs i would have i would say that i enjoy i believe her name is noah cyrus miley cyrus's little sister mm-hmm. i would say i enjoy that as a song for 2017 but it's on the radio now but it fucking came out in like november of 2016 did you say that she sounds like uh what's her name Lindsay. Lindsay pointed out and after yeah. i heard the song i agreed but Lindsay said noah cyrus her song not context wise, but her singing sounds like Hannah Montana, yeah. not Miley Cyrus. Right. Which is silly when you think about it, but if you know, then it like totally makes sense. You know? If you listen to the opening theme of Hannah Montana, the best of both worlds song, and then you listen to a Miley Cyrus song, uh, you know, Wrecking Ball, whatever. And then you listen to Noah Cyrus's song, you'll be like, oh yeah, this sounds like Best of Both Worlds. <laughs> well, I mean, Hannah did well, so... Yeah, so Miley can do better. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it, it hasn't been, so far this year, it hasn't been crazy. I was listening to The Used on the way over. Hmm. Did you listen to much of the new AFI album? No, that's one I need to pick up. I, I saw Jason bought it on vinyl the other day, and I was like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, grown on me. I, I Yeah. There are a few songs that I wasn't, like, so into at first, but even... I feel like pretty much anything that I give repeated listens to, I start liking it more. Even you just... I, that's, that's kind of... That's a lot of my hang-up on music, is that I just need to force myself to listen to stuff more. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you know, I always go back to like the classics or what Mm -hmm. I heard first or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I, it's, that's, that's something I would give. Like I, I didn't listen to much of Burials. Yeah. But I feel like if I fucking listened to it, I'd probably like it a lot. Probably so, because it definitely has more of like a throwback feel more in the direction of like what we're going to be doing really. Mm -hmm. You know, it's. Not exactly, but it definitely feels more influenced by, like, The Cure, like, Depeche Mode, bands like that, I punk music yeah. that they initially started with. I did hear the two songs that they, like, that were, like, leaked or whatever, and then they ended up pre-releasing. Yeah. I did listen to those, not much, but I heard them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Snow Cats was one of them. Mm-hmm. Something White. Something. White Offerings. White Offerings. Yeah. Yeah. I liked White Offerings a lot. That was a good song. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of Billy Idol. Yeah. They're, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed out because they're, uh, the tour that they're doing right now, it seems like they're playing a lot of old stuff too, like songs that they haven't played in a while and, and they sound awesome from mm-hmm. the videos I've seen, but they're not coming around here. And, uh, so, hi. Hi. We have a visitor. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, it's What's okay. up? Um, I was wondering, Lazarus is watching a show downstairs, if I could go out and run, because I'm starting to feel really crappy, and I wanted to get it out of the way before, like, till I, uh, wimped out, so. Oh, okay. Just put a show on for him. Okay. I used a power saw for the first time today. Did you? <coughs> yeah. How'd that go? Great, um. You're a man now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made a few mistakes in the beginning, lost a few fingers. Yeah. Now we just, uh, you know cutting like the 45 degree angle corners we had to uh, we're like oh well instead of adjusting the saw each time we'll just flip the pieces upside down but apparently that cuts at a, a slightly different angle going the other way so when we put them together there was like a weird hole mm. and luckily we figured that out pretty early on so after that it was fine but well, good oh, <laughs> <laughs> the door just caved in <coughs> i have some what was that stuff you told me to buy last week? Because I bought it. Zycam. Oh, yeah. I have some Zycam. I have too. I've been using have it. You? Yeah. Did it work for you? Yeah. It never works for me. Really? I always use it, and I'm like, maybe. I didn't... It didn't, like, eliminate yeah. my cold, but I... It was way more manageable. Really? That's yeah. what it's supposed to yeah. be. And, like, my like my throat still kind of hurt, and I'm still kind of sinusy, you know? Yeah. So I had to take, like, nasal spray as well and things like that, but, mm-hmm. like... I didn't fucking, like, call off work or anything, and I was very much able to function. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, maybe if you would have not taken Zycam, you'd be, like, down for the count right now. Maybe. I mean, I feel pretty awful. I just kept busy all day so that I wouldn't notice it. Do you ever I mean, try to sweat it out? That's what I'm about to go do right now. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. That works for me yeah, very, like, a lot. I'm, I'm hoping. Um, I worked out last night, but I was still, like, the early stages of being sick, so... Uh, I know last time when I started feeling like I was getting sick, I did one of the hardest workouts ever, and I didn't end up getting that way. So yeah, I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was down you feel for the count today? all day yesterday, yeah. and then I was like saving my energy for the <clears throat> evening, and then I forced myself through a very grueling workout, and then I felt much better afterwards. I it really works. Like I don't work out, but I the other night I was wearing like three pairs of pants, yeah. like a t-shirt a sweatshirt, a hoodie, and my cloak, and then I was, like, burritoed into this giant, very heavy blanket that we have, and then it was, like, on my head, too, and I was just, like, on the couch, just, like, in a puddle, and then, like, felt... Did you feel miserable? It's weird, because, like, you feel kind of gross, because you're, like, all sweaty, but then, like, you're really warm, and, like, being sick, you get, like, the shivers, but then being warm is really nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, if you ever decide to, uh, start fighting, you'll have, like, the weight cutting down. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Trash bags and saunas and stuff. Yep. Fender's about to fucking be a cage warrior. Featherweight! (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, have fun. Be okay. safe. All right, um, I'll probably run for about 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. If I'm not back by then, 
uh, I got killed. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not taking my phone with me. Call the cops. You should run downtown. That's what I normally do, but last time, last time I like did a run downtown, this is how long it's been since I've run outside. Well, it's been cold, you know, but it was like when Pokemon Go first came out. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll run downtown because there's plenty of light down there. And there was like, at 11.30 at night, just a million teenagers playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, this is my worst nightmare happening right now. And they were all just just around, and then there was a creepy giant white van just driving by very slowly. Hitting Pokestops. Yeah, which, you know, I'm like, I hope that that's what he's doing, but there were no windows on his van, and I saw that van three different times, and it was, like, going at, like, my running speed, and I'm Mm. like, either he's playing Pokemon Go, or this is going to be the last day I'm alive. (laughs) I'm glad he was playing Pokemon Go. I hope. He might have still been, you never know, but... Driving and jerking. Yeah, oh god. Is that something that happened? I hope not. I never even considered that as a thing. I just made that up. Internet, don't make that a thing. Yeah, I'm sure someone's done it. Probably. Oh, sick. Let's hope that doesn't go on. It's very sad. Well, I'll see you in a little bit. Thanks for having me on for a few minutes. Yep. Special guest. Bye, Jesse. Bye. Bye you. Um, Did you have a child screaming? Okay. All right. Sid the Science Kid. <laughs> Are you excited for the Bill Nye show on Netflix? Is there going to be one? I don't yeah. Know. Oh yeah, they're kind of, Bill Nye Saves the World is what it's called, mm. and it's kind of a uh, uh, in front of a live studio audience type deal, and he's going to have you know celebrity guests and whatever. But he's going to do experiments and talk about things like global warming and talk about. He's going to talk about like some sex, sexual things and yeah. different. Unfortunately, uh, there's only going to be six episodes, but mm-hmm. hopefully, like those six episodes are they do well, and then maybe it's a Netflix show, um, so hopefully they'll kind of do some more. Maybe since that's happening, Beekman will get picked up by Hulu, <laughs> and we'll get a reboot, and we'll get Ken Marino <laughs> yeah. to be Beekman. <laughs> and if they did, if like maybe if the original Beekman wanted to be involved. Ken Marino could be like Beekman Jr. Yeah. And Beekman could be like his dad. Uh-huh. Teaching Beekman Jr. all of his science stuff. Yeah. And he, and Ken Marino could act like he's like a teenager. Yeah. I want man, I want to watch Beekman's World because I remember it being very surreal. Mhm. Like it was a it was weird. I think it was much wackier yeah. than Bill Nye. Yeah. Like not that it didn't have facts in it. Yeah. But it was just a very like kooky show mm-hmm. I wanna, I'm gonna see if that's on YouTube or something yeah <sighs> Beekman well you did we're not gonna talk about it but you did a great thing for the band today uh yeah I did something that uh you know I was I was thinking about all this stuff earlier today and it's like one more piece of the puzzle put into place here and it's like everything that's being checked off the list just like started as an idea Mm -hmm. it's really interesting it's really cool to watch it like come to fruition Mm -hmm. you know you have to take action of course but you know i've uh i um basically i won't give all the details away but we have uh booked the venue for our cd release show yes that's all that i'm gonna say Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's taken care of, and it's going to be really neat, 
Um, I don't think that I've ever... I, I know that bands have played there before, but I don't know of any. Right. I can't tell you any local bands from this area that have booked this particular place for any right. shows. So I think it'll be it'll be novel in that respect, and mm-hmm. that'll interest people, I think. Are we going to utilize the options that the venue gives us? We can. We can? Yeah, we talked about that. Okay. So that's there as well. Yeah. So... So I, so you know that's awesome. I really wish I could have gone with you. I'm sorry that I had plans that's or whatever. Okay. Um, unfortunately, that's how, you know, when I have like little bits of time, mm-hmm. uh, I tr- I try to fill them with something, and I end up planning ahead. So sometimes spontaneity can be difficult. Uh, but that's awesome sounds really sweet mm-hmm. and i just want all of you guys to know as i've said before like i'm so excited for you to hear about all of the things that nick has been doing because it's amazing it's gonna get wild around here yeah, folks real wild this uh <clears throat> this show is gonna be sold out yep so when we announce everything about it just get ready mm-hmm. it's gonna be awesome this it really is. This, you know what I just realized? This upcoming version of us and this direction of us and all of these plans that we have, this is our popcorn story. Yeah, it is. Because we're telling you guys, you know, every couple weeks or so, we're just like, hey, we did a thing mm-hmm. and it's awesome, but we can't tell you about it. Yeah. So, you know, in that regard, I hope that and I can't imagine how it wouldn't, but all of these things that we've been teasing you with for, we understand, a while now, it's all going to pay off. Like, when the time comes, y'all are going to be stoked about it. Yeah. And that's that's the idea. And to get people in on the action, you know, it's why we always ask people to email, and, you know, that's why we ask you to leave comments, is because this whole thing is about much more than just us playing music. It's about yeah. building... Uh, community around this you know and and um not to sound like overly important about what we're doing but you know it's just that's that's the way that this stuff works you know it's like the bands that i'm most into are the bands that had a culture about them Mm -hmm. you know i got into weezer and i would spend hours and hours on their message boards talking to other people about weezer but then also you find out that those people have other interests that are similar to yours and it's why we try and talk about other things that we're into and why this podcast isn't just an hour or an hour and a half of us talking about our music. Right. It's because you know that's what we do. We're a band. But here's other shit that we're into. So it's going to be fun to bring more and more people into the mix and give you guys who are listening right now a bigger group of people to interact with outside of just us. Yeah. You know? So... It's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be fun. And there are a lot of things going on right now. You know, that sounds probably bullshit uh, because plenty of people say that. Oh, you guys are going to be so surprised with what we have coming up. And it's like, here's a single. Yeah. But let me, I'll try to put it in perspective for you. Nick went out and did this thing earlier today for the band. Uh, Barring, besides that, he's been so busy that when I got here, 
he was still watching popcorn yeah. to talk about on Super Scary. Yeah. Because he's been so busy, he hasn't had a chance to. And uh, so that's t- trying to give you an idea of like, yeah, we're fucking doing shit. I mean, another thing we can't tell you about, but we just went out to dinner the other night to celebrate a big accomplishment for the band. Yeah. A very big accomplishment. Yeah. I, I wish we could just say everything, but yeah. you know, it's that's not how you want to do things. It's no. not... That would spoil the fun. But it's big enough that we had to have dinner about it. Yeah. Dinner downtown. We went downtown Cincinnati. Yeah. To the Natty at the Eagle. Mm-hmm. Which is an excellent place to eat dinner. It was a wonderful restaurant. You, uh, you had the fried chicken. I did have the fried chicken, which I was told many a times mm-hmm. <laughs> is what they're known for. And uh, they fucking deserve it. Yeah. It was probably the best fried chicken I've ever had. You were trying to flag down our waiter, I think, before we left to tell him, like, great job. Or I whatever. did I did get to tell him. When he came okay. to pick up our receipts, mm-hmm. I did kind of, like, I, like, patted his arm. And I was like, that was indeed the best fried chicken I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So, at least I got to say something. But I told you the first time I went there, I actually, I asked for the manager. And I was like... Can I go and like thank your chef personally? And he's yeah. like, yeah, man, come on back. And <laughs> I, I went back in the kitchen with him and I was like, that was one of the best meals I've ever had when I've been out at a restaurant. Yeah. I was like, I've never asked to speak to the chef before, but I did that time. And literally you hear it, you're the, uh, the turn of phrase compliments to the chef. I yeah. did it that time. It was, <laughs> it was a fun moment. So if you're in the area, going down to the eagle or up to the eagle if you're down south mm-hmm. uh get yourself a nice meal and they have lone star beer they do which is texas crappy beer it is but you get the fun little bottle cap oh yeah the, yeah yeah i forgot about those the riddle yeah picture riddle very cool yeah good time i was that was exciting for me to mm-hmm. get i like that they like brought the bottle to you and they were like Here's your Lone Stars and your Lone Star Puzzles. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yay, Lone Star Puzzles? No, I, was, I didn't even expect it at all. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, and, you know, drinking Lone Star, you get to feel like rust, rust and coal. Yep. So that's always good. That is. Oh, man. So we're, you know, I think we talked about it last week, but now we are one week away from the official Nintendo Switch launch. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. One or two? Shit. Well, like, what? Ten days? No, less no. than that. Now I have to look. I think it's officially one week, right? No, I'm wrong. Maybe? Next Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next yeah. Friday, the third. Yeah. I'm right. I forgot how short February is. Yeah, that's yeah. Slipped my mind too. Mm-hmm. Next Friday, we're one week away. I got upset the other day with not the Switch, but I saw yet another butthurt article about it. That some Kotaku mm-hmm. posted on Facebook an article complaining about the size of the case versus the size of the game inside claiming oh, that it was a huge waste yeah, of plastic i saw that was like one of my friends reposted it and was just like i can't believe like nintendo is doing this and i was just like 
like, at what point are you going to be satisfied? Yeah. you. It's just so nitpicky. Like, you could literally, I think you could make the same argument about PS Vita cases. Mm-hmm. The same exact, you could make the same argument about DS cases. If the cases were only as big as they absolutely needed to be, the cases... You would lose the shit out of it. They would be very... They would just be a tiny bit larger than the cartridges themselves. Yeah. And where would you fucking put those on your shelf? You think of how fucking stupid that would look? Look at my Switch case. <laughs> fucking... My collection of Switch games up here, and it's just like they're I have every tall. game on the Switch, and it can fit in the palm of my yeah. hand. Like, there are other reasons that the cases are the size they are. Yeah. You know, people who buy physical copies of games still would like something to put on their shelf where they can see it. You're buying more than the cartridge here. Yeah. You know, if you're still going out and buying the game physically, like, you want that case to look good on your shelf. You want to be able to see a nice size box art. The designers probably want to, you know, have that displayed in a nice size. You know, it's... It needs to catch your eye on the shelf. Yeah. You can't put switch games out make the case the same size as a nintendo ds and expect people to understand you know Mm -hmm. why because people didn't fucking understand that the wii u and the wii were two different systems exactly so yeah i was that's the next place i was gonna go is like what do you want them to be exactly like the ds cases no bad idea right for that very reason that you just mentioned because people would see that and they'd think it's a fucking ds game Buy it and then get pissed when they can't play it. Yeah, it'd be a disaster. Disaster. Us humans need these these like very like these lines in the sand, you know. Because we're all fucking idiots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, fucking the mom going out to buy the Switch game, even for Christmas. Yeah, if she sees like, I feel like parents that know even a little bit. I've seen this box laying around the house a million times. What's this one? This must, this must be the new system he has. You know, I'll get this for him. That type of shit. It's just, you got to differentiate some way. Yeah. And, you know, I, but yes, that article, I, I saw that. It was absurd. Now, I, I sort of understand that they're making them the size they are and they're not including like booklets or anything. It's literally just a shell for a, SD memory card, but mm-hmm. the the cover photo because I didn't read the article because I thought it was bullshit to begin with. But the cover photo was of Bomberman R, mm-hmm. uh, that case, yeah, and it showed the front of the case and then it showed the case opened, and on the inside of the case, like the whole thing is designed, yeah. Like I don't, I, I assume it's a see through case with yeah. a slip cover. However, you know. When you open it up, that slip cover has a reverse side that you can see through and and it gives you it's it's aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. you know? Like it it's almost like you have art on the inside of the case. So I just like I was just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And some companies, maybe not the ones releasing right now, but they might down the road decide to include a booklet. Yeah, you never know. You You never know. Some might do like a special edition. You get like a nice full color expansive booklet on the inside. Like, you know, like you used to. 
but yeah, I, I, but I love the angle that people come from where it's like, they're so concerned about the, plastic Oh yeah. Being that got me too. Yeah. Look how much so, plastic we're yep, wasting. Mm-hmm. You're, you're definitely, you say that about every product, yeah. every product that comes out, you are jumping on the plastic train. No, they're only doing it with the switch. Yeah. I've never ever, the person that posted it, I've never once seen them complain about the environment mm-hmm. until Nintendo Switch made a case that was too big for the SD card. Why aren't DVDs and Blu-rays in the same fucking jewel cases yeah. as CDs then? Yeah. Let's let's riot about that. How come? How come, how come we waste so much plastic and DVD cases are larger than Blu-ray cases? Mm-hmm. How can we waste so much plastic on that when they don't include booklets? You don't have anything on the inside of that. It's just a fucking blank case with a disc in it. In fact, why do we have jewel cases? Why can't everything come in just a paper sleeve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we could save all the plastic. All the plastic ever. We don't have to cut down any plastic trees. Nope. Nope. You just put things in, in paper sleeves on shelves. Yeah. And save ink by not putting any pictures on them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know... Then all of the artists, you know, that, that designed these kind of things would lose their jobs and be forced to take, like, labor jobs, which would, I don't know, solve labor problems. Actually, it would probably just make everybody homeless, and then you'd fuck up the economy even more. Or they'd be needing so many paper sleeves that all the artists who used to make artwork can go and work in the paper sleeve factories. Yeah, yeah. And, and then... And then society loses artwork, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's definitely a downfall of society right there when you stop producing artwork. So, shut the fuck up about Nintendo <laughs> Switch cases. Yeah, it's okay. Deal with it. We'll be alright, I think. I think things are going to be okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, stupid. Yeah. <sighs> I haven't seen any any real big announcements though lately to talk about yeah me neither nothing i'm like you know crazy excited about i played a little bit more final fantasy did you i'm enjoying it uh it's got good vibes <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh good combat the combat is fun mm-hmm. it's um it's still the way it plays you still have to use a little bit of that turn-based mentality that you had in the past because mm-hmm. of the cooldown on certain things and yeah i'm i when i was when i was playing i was i was starting to get used to like having to monitor those kinds of things because mm-hmm. the way the combat is structured i was kind of you know i was just running in and i was like oh i can just dodge and then attack yeah like, mm-hmm. it's all good and then you know my fucking team died all the time yeah <laughs> Because Pronto has the worst health ever. Yeah. And but then, of course, you want to use those, like, your... Warp strikes. What are they called? The ones where you, like, kind of team up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those level up. Uh-huh. You use them. The link... No, it's not a link strike. It's just, like, a team move or a yeah. m- team member... It goes into the little animation yeah. for each one of them. And you have to hit the button at the end to to, to link to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. I think I, I do think I'm gonna play 
Switch maybe a little bit more because of its portability. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I can't wait for. I still can't wait for Mario. I know you guys know that, but I'm very excited for the next Mario game. Yeah, the return to form mm-hmm. it looks like. Yeah. Which I didn't play the Mario Galaxy games, but I feel like they were close. Yeah, they were really fun. I played the first one, and I watched Jess play some of the second, mm-hmm. and they were they're really cool. Yeah, different. You know, it plays differently than right. the old Mario sixty four, but it's still worth playing for sure. Right. I I felt so accomplished when I beat Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. I've never played through that one. It. It was, I need to. I definitely need to. Yeah. It was an accomplishment for me. It's very cool. It was a good game. Less difficult than 64, I think. Mm. But, I don't know. Well, um, you got anything else? You're going to Horror Hound, right? Yeah. At least one day? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna buy. I'm buying tickets tomorrow. Okay. I know. Um, Lindsay is pro- is gonna go Friday and Sunday. Well, she needs to talk to Jess about going Friday. Mm-hmm. But she wants to go Friday and Sunday, and then my friends. Well, you know, um, Aria and Nancy mm-hmm. are also going to be involved. So yeah, we should all you know we can all meet up and stuff. Okay. Um. That's gonna be fun. That's the weekend after the Switch release. Mm-hmm. So, um, you guys can definitely look forward to a, like a horror hound, yeah, it'll be the week after, but like a horror hound fueled podcast. We'll probably talk about all the cool things we picked up and whatnot. Yep. But, um, so, well, and the last thing I guess that I wanted to mention is that in preparation for horror hound, um, Aria purchased, she texted me today, she said she purchased pink flamingos, and so I believe, uh, we're gonna have a pink flamingos party on Sunday and watch that, because John Waters is performing at Horror Hound. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've never seen pink flamingos, so. Neither have I. You know what it's about? Mm-mm. Do you know, like, anything about it? Not really, I've heard the name before. Heard the name? Um, it's basically just like a weird, I mean, it's a John Waters film, but it's notorious for being like one of the grossest movies of all time, not Mm. gory. And it's not like a horror movie. It's just like fucking gross. Mm. And that was like his whole intention was he wanted to make just like this dirty trash film. Mm -hmm. And that's what he, and that's the stipulation it got. And that's why people watch it. All right. Because somebody eats actual dog poop. Mm. Doesn't uh, Will Ferrell do that in Step Brothers? Does he really eat? Does he eat actual dog I don't poop? Know if it's actual dog poop. This is this is confirmed, actual real dog poop that they eat. So that's cool. <laughs> Can't wait to watch this movie. <laughs> Pink flamingos, everybody. Pink flamingos. Report back on it. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Well, thanks for listening, and um, outro. Outro.
That was a fun show. It was a fun show to record. Fun show to look back on. We just uh, we were just reminiscing about it while In, we recorded the uh, intro. intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know. As we said uh, in the intro, make sure to check us out all across social media, starting at superdivorceme.com, our home base, our mother base for all things in the Super Divorce Superverse. You can check us out on Facebook at Super Divorce, Twitter at Super Divorce Band, Instagram at Super Divorce, and Snapchat at Super Divorce. Uh, you can follow each of us personally because we stay pretty active. I have an Instagram post coming up probably when I get home. Um, but on Instagram, I am at Bender Butt. On Twitter, at Bender If You Nasty. And on Snapchat, at Bender's Butt. Nicholas is. At Nicholas Villars. On everything. Wherever you go. Because he's simple yep. like that. Kept it simple. Uh, I'm a basic Nick. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. So, um, don't forget to email us with, uh, you know, some answers to those questions, a couple of questions we asked during the podcast, and also to be entered to win a free mix CD curated by either one of us. Um, just put to sweet me in the subject line, put your shipping address in the body of the email and email us at divorce club at superdivorceme.com. And you could have a chance. You will have a chance to win that weekly CD that uh, will be curated by Bender or myself and shipped to your doorstep totally free. Enter once, enter for life. That's right. So that's about it for this week. Hope you guys had fun. We did. And um, we'll see you next time. Enjoy, chefs. Super divorce.